I'm John Rutledge, a.k.a. Eggsy from Visionary Rap Group, the GLC. Lover of mystery, disciple of intrigue. I'm Mike Bubbins, comedian and qualified PE teacher, fan of fact, seeker of proof. We're on a quest to unexplain the most unexplainable mysteries. For we are the Unexplainers. Here we are, John, Barry Island. We're now currently on what's called Whitmore Bay, one of Barry Island's four spectacular beaches. We see children playing with pet dogs. Of course, dogs need to be on a lead as of the 1st of May. A heavy soil in charge we're, does apply we're very in April. much like being drunk in a taxi. Technically, no one's breaking the law at the moment. No one is breaking the law. Everyone's having a good time. There's an ambience here of fun, energy, as I like to call it, funergy. That's a good word, funergy. Essentially, a place of memories, Mike. But what about other memories? Memories, perhaps, of a supernatural kind. We are made up memories. Do you believe in ghosts? No, obviously not, no. Now ask me, go on. John, do you believe in ghosts? Yes, I firmly do, Mike. Yeah. Have you ever seen a ghost, John? I have seen what have I Have you ever seen a ghost, John? I have seen... Have you ever seen a ghost, John? I've seen movement. I've never seen... A ghost. ...an actual ghost. Yeah, you've never seen an actual ghost, means you haven't seen a ghost. Right, nor have I. Do you know why? They don't exist, John. Blinkered views, strong views. I've been told of someone who held a seance and a pair of ghost arms came out of a wall and hugged his wife, so... Is that a ghost dog, John? That's just one of those Dulux dogs trying to mate with a smaller animal. If I can find evidence... Very frisky, isn't he? Look at it's it. massive. ...that a ghost does exist, I will open up not just your two eyes, right. but your third inner spiritual eye. Let's have a little wager then, John, and then explain this wager, John. There's £4 on my money. i got £3 coins and two fifty. That's fine. Let's try and either prove or disprove the existence of ghosts. It's on. By the end of our experience together, I would like to have you question your beliefs as to whether or not ghosts exist. And I'd like you to question your beliefs as to what the hell you're doing with your life and why you don't grow up. Unexplainer's log, day one. I sensed Mike's resilience to the world of spirit and knew prizing open his third eye would take more than just anecdotal evidence. Using the power of a popular internet search engine, I discovered Nick of Philly, a haunted 16th century manor house that was haunted. Okay, so we're going to Llanchaer Fawr. Llanchaer Fawr. has been named one of the top ten most haunted places in Great Britain. Is Llanchaer Fawr really haunted? The resounding answer is yes. Oh. Previous residents and several visitors can all testify many things have been seen and smelled amongst the odours which pervade the air, lavender and sometimes roast beef. This is the solid evidence that I'm going to be confronted with today. Rooms that smell a bit like an air fresh. All roast beef. Rooms that smell All like lavender. a cooked dinner. And when you come to my house, because after I've been to the toilet, it smells of like ghost lavender. Maybe your house is haunted. Yeah, maybe it is. Maybe just use some air freshener. Possibly. The figure frequently experienced on the manor is that of the housekeeper known as Matty. Her petticoats have been heard rustling in the room. Why wouldn't Matty just talk? Why does she just go around rustling her petticoats? If we see Matty, there are other ghosts available. Oh, well, what are they doing? Now. Like pulling their socks up and down or just like... Don't you think if you owned a manor house and your main trade was people coming there to see how haunted it was, yeah. you would tell your staff, if anyone asks you, say it's haunted. No, because I would rely on the strength of my cream teas alone to get customers in. I would not have to rely on ghosts. <laughs> As we arrived at this living museum, we were catapulted back in time. The atmosphere was thick with history and energy, or as I call it, histogy. Welcome to the house of Edward Pritchard. 
Good morning, Redwood. Oh, I'm not Edward Pritchard himself, oh, yeah. oh, sir. I'm one of his servants. You may call me Matthias, sir, if you wish. Matthias? Matthias. Welcome, Lovely sir. to meet you, Matthias. You have travelled far, gentlemen? Oh, 20 miles. Ye old risker. Yeah, ye oldie risker. Risker? Oh, yes. you're fed up with the smoke of the forges, sir, doubtless. You were saying about you hated forges, eh? hate forges. Nightmare. Well, maybe you would care to see about Edward Pritchard, his fair house, gentlemen, so we shall cause you first to enter our kitchens. Wonderful. The Colonel's grandfathers were commissioners of the peace, and now the Colonel is a justice. Do you like being shown around by people in character, Mike? So why is meeting someone from the 17th century going to help me to understand your frankly ridiculous notion that ghosts exist? He can give you an idea of what you might be looking for, but in spirit form. You realise that the guide is actually a man from the, what we call the modern age in costume, do you? Well done, Mike, yes, he is. Right. But what I'm just trying to do is give you a sense of atmosphere. Just a guideline. Because I know for a fact his real name is Steve. Yeah. So just remind me, John, the evidence that you think is acceptable for ghosts to exist. Rooms that smell of air freshener and material making it like a moving sound, yeah? What sort of noise does a ghostly petticoat make? Sort of, sort of like this. Because that's just you rattling your coat. Yeah, but I mean, what we're, hopefully what we're going to try and get today is something like that. There'll be solid proof. We're halfway you. there. Let's go and find the expert and let's see if we can alter your blinkered view. Fact-based. Blinkered view. My fact-based view of the blinkered world. Blinkered view. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. morning. I'm Mike. I'm John. I'm Lee. I'm one of the historical interpreters here at Slankayach and also one of the ghost tour leaders. Ah, now, Mike, this is where it gets interesting. Lee, obviously, I've learned a little bit via Wikipedia. John gets most of his facts from Wikipedia, Lee, is, I think. Right. And some that I've learned are specifically about a character called Matty. Well, Many years ago, a gentleman by the name of Jeff Hamer, who was a friend of residents of Slankayach then, came to stay one night and had quite a shocking encounter with Matty. And he woke up in the middle of the night to find the figure of a lady leaning over the bed, staring at him. He doesn't know whether it was a few seconds or a couple of minutes, but he said eventually she just sort of retreated away from the end of the bed and appeared to disappear into the wall. Now, you've, how long have you been working here? I've been here now 10 years. What have you seen? Well, within the first three months of me working here, I saw the figure of a young girl standing at the bottom of the cellar steps. She was wearing a cloak with a hood. She looked very real, very solid. She was about 16 years old. When I went down to the cellar, there was nobody there. There was no way she could have got out. The back door was locked. And before you worked here, did you believe in ghosts at all? Um, I had an academic interest, but I was probably tending more towards the sceptical in those days. Okay. I mean, John's told me about smells of lavender and rustling petticoats, but is there any way scientifically you can record a ghost? To say scientifically suggests that that could bring absolute proof, but there are certainly ways you can record anomalies, what they call EVP, the electronic voice phenomena. All you will need is a digital recorder. You set it to record, and then you just ask questions. Is there anybody here? Are you a male or female? Could you give me a name? What sort of responses, what sort of um, Well, to give you, an, give you an example from this room, um, I was the only person in the house at the time. I was experimenting with a medium of EVP, and when I played it back, there was a very definite man's voice who shouted, he doesn't keep his hands off you. Wow. That would, that would, that would mess my mind up. Hearing someone other than John speak was refreshing, and Lee's testimony intriguing, but it was time for John to face facts. Next stop, Cardiff University, where not for the first time, I took John to see a psychologist. Dr. Nick. Hi, yeah. I'm Mike, hello. Hello, Nick, how are you? Please come in. This is Thank John. Thank you very much. I'll just apologise for John before we start.
I said I joined should meet a psychologist with an eye to getting some scientific background to ghostly happenings. One of the interesting things about ghosts, we kind of see ourselves as becoming progressively more rational, yet very ancient ideas still pervade. 30% say that they believe in ghosts. And of those, about 15% claim to have experienced a ghost in, in some form or other. So how, how could you explain the paranormal from your professional point of view? It, well, it could, be a, it could be a number of things. Expectation and the power of suggestion are fundamental. Most people have seen horror movies on the TV where the locations are all generally fairly similar. And what can happen is that if you're being taken to a place that you've been told is haunted, you can become hypervigilant. You know, a bit more attentive to any kind of noises, anything you might see. It sounds like it's a serious academic area of research. You're not sort of laughing at people and saying, you know, look at these people believing in ghosts. You're trying to say, right, why is there this belief? Where does it come from? Yeah, some researchers think that it may be due to some kind of hardwired cognitive ability to recognise human faces from birth. And basically, we recognise ambiguous stimulus, an image, maybe a sound, as being significant in some way. Personally, even though you have all the knowledge you have, have you ever seen anything yourself? Have you ever terrified yourself? Yes. 15, 20 years ago, I was looking around the ancient Ram Inns in Wooden Under Edge in uh, Gloucestershire. We were being shown around and we were taken into, I think it was called the Bishop's Room. But before that, there was this little ceremony that had to be performed whereby the man living there had to rap on the door three times. I think it was and say, is there anybody there? So of course that was enough to get, to get everybody going really. On going into the room, he left the light off and told a story about what had happened there. And I remember whilst we were being told this, what I thought I could just about make out was a window on the other side of the room, bearing in mind the room was dark. To the best of my recollection, I saw what I thought was a figure go from left to right, and then maybe 30 seconds later, back right to left. And I didn't really think too much about it because I just assumed that it was a window. However, after he'd finished telling us his story, he switched on the light and um, it was not a window. It was a mirror. So I can't explain that. <laughs> Interesting. That's a heck of a twist to finish on. It's a heck of a twist to finish it on. Where do we both stand now? Terrified. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you very much, Doc. Thank you very much. Pleasure. Going down. Yes, so what do you think about Dr. Nick Nash then, John? Maybe he's changed a few of my ideas. Nick has messed up my mind, if I'm honest. Yes. I was quite happy to go along with this ghostly investigation, right. armed with Nick's knowledge about how the mind can play tricks. For a scientist and a doctor to finish on, by the way, I've seen a ghost in a haunted pub. Yeah. I'm, I'm having second thoughts, John. I think what we need to do, John, right, be as scientific as we can. I agree. Let's find a place where there are rumours of ghosts. Yes. Let's go with an open mind. Yeah. A few simple baseline tests we can apply. If we see a ghost, it corroborates everything that you believe, right? Yes. You'll be happy with that. Yeah. If I see a ghost, that goes against everything I believe and I'll be terrified, all right? I'll be an 18 stone terrified man yeah. with only a nine stone emaciated man yeah. for protection. The least I can do is hold you when it happens. Let's cross that bridge when we get to it. Hi, how's it going? Not too bad. Is this the Ghost Hunters? It is. Great stuff. I'm interested in what you do. I want to come along, meet you guys, and probably bring a sceptical friend with me. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. Sometime this week? Does that sound good? I knew we had to team up with the right people who had the right kit. If Mike wanted science, I'd give him science. Ghost science. Okay, Mike, so here we are in Cumbran, at the Valley of the Crow. Is that what it means, Cumbran? Valley of the Crow, yes. I've managed to source a team of professional ghost hunters 
You say professional? Yes. My son gets the milk in off the front door, he doesn't call himself professional milkman, does he? He hasn't, got a, website. He hasn't got a website. Oh, these, they, these guys have got, have a, got a website. website? Yeah. Yeah. These people can show us how to actually source ghosts, where to go, how to look for them, and what to use in the process. And have they found ghosts? I'm not sure. I'd like to find out um, a little bit more, and I think we could learn something together here, Mike. Well, my mind's open as always, John, you know me. I mean... Uh... Open all hours, Mike. It is. Yeah. Let's go and speak to them. Hello. Hello. Hi, Hi. Hi. this is Mike. John. John. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Shoes off, shoes off. Take my shoes off. I'm Darren. I'm Leanne. We have a company called Beyond the Grave. We do ghost hunting um, in various locations through the UK. Uh, and we will use various equipment to try and capture some sort of evidence of ghostly activities or abnormalities in the building with the voices or anything like that. What's interesting is, as this is being recorded, there is a mysterious scraping noise. That's, that's actually a gerbil. That is so you want me to move the boys? No, no, it's fine, it's fine. Kind of adds to it. Mike and I are thinking of carrying out our own investigation. The basic point is, how could we do it and what's the best way to get results? First thing we'd do would be highlight where the hotspots were in the house, where activity being reported. Um, either if it's somebody at a house, a family might keep hearing things in a room, or if it's on a location where, if it's a hotel for instance, guests who've stayed there over a number of years have felt uncomfortable or had things moved. So do you think that spirits, if they exist, like to mess with you, like to, like to play with you sometimes? Yeah, sometimes they do, yes. You get quite a few that are playful, I like to have a bit of a laugh. What is the most compelling evidence that you've encountered in the last sort of four or five years for paranormal activity? Digital recordings and EVPs. Um, we've had a little girl saying, that's my daddy, various Terrifying. voices. That is quite scary, yeah. <laughs> well, we get quite excited about it because mm. you're asking for them to say something. Yeah, so and if you're you actually, hear something, yeah. it's fantastic. You're getting a reaction. Yeah. And, and when you go on these missions, as you have the equipment, something as yeah. simple as just questioning an empty room, even that can get a yeah. response. Yeah. That's and you basic, leave a gap in between we'll your we'll, questions for we'll ask a question, mm. leave five, ten second gap, ask another question. You know, Call so and response, essentially. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, write yeah. everything down. If it's a case of you know it somewhere they've had foreigners, ask the questions in those languages. Yeah. Do it in your worst accent and ask them. And see if it works. Yeah. It's amazing what reactions you get yeah. for okay. doing things like that. It's yeah. all experimental. We talked with Dr. Nick Nash, the psychologist at Cardiff Uni, and he said a lot of times people are primed to look for something. So they'll know there's been certain things happened at a certain venue, so they're immediately looking for that. They've been primed that information. So what do you think it'd be worth John doing, say, the research on the, on the venue and me going in there completely cold, not knowing anything about it? Yeah? Yeah, definitely. definitely going completely blind, one of you. So at least if you pick anything up and you mention it to John, he can confirm it for you. Yeah. And it's a little bit more for you then because you know you've not known any of the history but you're picking up on yeah. something that to you, you can't understand, you can't debunk it. So what is it? I think that's a, that's a good idea. I'm, I'm more likely to want to find something, yeah. so I'm quite happy to do a little bit of research. I mean, as you know, I'm still pretty sceptical. If anything does present itself... I'd be happy and you'd excited. Be, you'd be happy. I'd yeah. be utterly terrified. I'd also be £4 worse off. We've got a £4 wager on this. W would I recover from that? What, from the £4 or the £4 will take a while to get back, but yeah, I mean... Right. Yeah. I think once you've got over your initial uh, reaction of your fear, I think you would probably be quite ecstatic as well as gutted because obviously you've lost your bet. The next day, whilst John and the gang went in search of a location for us to investigate, I stayed at home with my VHS box set of Bergerac, some crisps and a drink. 
So um, I'm in Pontypool now, just outside the Hanbury Arms pub, which is where we're going to spend the evening in search of ghosts. Fairly big old building, sort of higgledy-piggledy old brick, weeds growing out the sides of the walls and sort of windows dotted about the place. There's a couple of frosted glass windows there, I think they're the men's toilets, so I'm not going to look through them just yet. I might get the willies up me. <laughs> That's just a joke, obviously. So Mike's not here at the moment. I'm going to pop inside now, have a chat with the landlord and try and garner some information about the truth. Ooh, that bit was me, that wasn't a ghost, that was just the sound of me. Ooh, just adding ambience to the recording, really. Mark, how are you? How are uh, how's it going? Not bad, not bad. Oh, it's a wonderful looking pub you've got uh -huh. here. Thank you very much. How old is it? This part of the building is 1600s. 1600s, so there's a lot has gone on in here yeah. since the 1600s. Oh, definitely, yeah. Do you live here in the pub? No. Okay, any specific reason why you don't live here in the pub? <laughs> you, you can feel comfortable, you can't sleep here overnight and feel comfortable actually living here. Wow, okay. Tell me about some other hot spots ar yeah. around the building. Are we talking green blob from Ghostbusters here flying out of a wall? <laughs> what? There's said to be a young girl you've seen in the building or just flying past. A paranormal investigator has been here. The last one's done a Ouija board and while they're on the Ouija board asking questions in the cellar, she came through and um, said that she was murdered in the cellar. Wow. One of the things she said that she was covered in mud when she was buried and a, a brick actually popped up from the wall. Wow. Well. And the other side of where this brick is in the wall is a mud drain which somebody's dug up many years ago and cemented back over. Wow. It's still there now. Did the people not start crying? Did they not run out? I mean, how do people yeah. react to the fact that a brick has just moved they out of a wall? They were very upset. Yeah, very upset. Did you believe in any of this before you had the pub? No. So you never no. believed in ghosts before this? No. Do you believe there is something here in this yes. pub? Yeah, without a doubt. Definitely. So how, how do you manage to continue working here, seeing these things? I don't work, I get staff. Oh, there you go. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> Michael? John? Good to see you made it here. Yeah, well, I've seen you. I've sat in a few minutes. I've done a recce. Right. Just Leanne said, whatever I learn, yeah. I can't impart that knowledge onto you yet. Keep it scientific, yeah, we'll keep it. Strictly scientific. I mean, if I had test tubes, we'd be, we'd be handling them now. The, the, oh, the basement, Michael, the basement, the cellar. Oh, cellar. You would not believe. But I can't say too much more. We've got, so got, we got a bed each, though. We've got a bed. Oh, yeah. Oh, we got beds. Oh, yeah. So I'll be honest, mate, I've had no sleep the last couple of nights. Kids have been playing up, so I'm looking forward to a nice eight hours getting my head down. Come to the right place. If you take Lovely. away the word sort of relaxing and sleep. I, no, I'm not going to say anything else. Sorry, I'm not saying it. Sorry. Let's just, just, we'll just wait it's for the magic. Yeah, it's... We'll check it's, it out, shall we? No, 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 no. Let, let, let's just hold tight, hold your horses. The team are here. Leanne, down on the team centre. Massive amount of kit. It looks like a, like a medium-sized rocket. There are microphones, there are sensors, there are all sorts of things. Tables full of aluminium flight Electronic cases. equipment. It's like NASA. Deep yeah. Purple meets NASA. Deep Purple goes into space, that's um, what it's like. That's what it's like. Hi, Darren. Hi, Mike. How's it going, pal? Leanne. Remember John? See you again. Yeah. Darren, right. good to see you again. All right. So we've just had a little bimble around to get a feel of the place. What were your initial feelings when you came in here and what, what are your expectations tonight? What do you think will actually happen tonight? Upstairs feels quite interesting, especially the lounge in one of the, one of the two of the bedrooms. It's a very Different. heavy feeling upstairs. Is, How do you um, mean by that? You sort of get a tightness in your chest, almost so that you can't sort of breathe properly and the atmosphere is just so heavy. I was um, like that on deal or no deal. I did the audience warm up. I could not wait to get out of there. It was, <laughs> that was probably more than no lemons. One of the darkest, <laughs> darkest times, darkest of, darkest times of, of his life. We spoke about things like EVP. 
We've got a few of them already set up upstairs. Okay. Um, we'll also be taking our handheld ones with us. John's going to be, I mean, you're certainly up for this, aren't you? I, yeah, I'm a believer, and this is one of the greatest times of my life now to have experts like this around me with this kit. For me, it's, it's like Christmas, but with dead people in, instead of presents. That's a different type of presents, isn't it? Yes, get in. The lights are all being switched off. It's quite atmospheric. I think it's raining outside now, which adds ambiance to the whole event. Mike, the lights are going off. Is this up in your fear factor? I think human nature, I'm going to be a bit more uh, aware of things with the lights off, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like Stevie Wonder, you know, apparently he's got a great sense of hearing. Right, right we're going to the living room area. All the lights are off. The team's here with various electrical monitoring equipment. You know, we're, we're all stood in a, in a sort of circle in the room. There's some tripods with some cameras and that set up on the outside. The torch has just gone on as well. Wow, so what does this mean? A torch has just gone on in the corner of the room, so what does it... What's the torch Usually for? Usually you just put them so they're just about turning on, you it's just turn it back a little bit. So when you think it's just like a knock or something, should set it off. So that, that torch comes back on, that is a sign that something is trying to communicate via the torch. Yeah. It's definitely dim. This is a spirit in the room with us. Can you turn the torch off for me? Right, as Leanne's talking, the light's coming on when Leanne asks it to come on, and it goes off within sort of 30 That's seconds it. Keep of going. asking it. It's flickering. Keep going. Thank you very much. And the torch has gone off. Wow. There's a possibility that one of us could have moved a floorboard here. I don't know. But it's just trying to, it's trying to eradicate all those avenues, you know. We're basically jumping up down on the floor. Nothing's changing. Like a disco, but with no, no music. <laughs> yeah. So it's not that. A silent disco. Yeah. Jumping up and down didn't make a blind bit of difference. Didn't make any difference at all. No. Can we talk to whatever's in the room as well? Whoever's in the room with us, we're friendly. Uh, oh, the light's gone off. It's gone off. Uh, if you are still in the room, uh, is it possible you could turn the torch back on so that we could see there is evidence that someone's here? So my friend Mike doesn't believe. Oh, That'd the torch is back on. on. The torch has come back on again. Is there a George in the room? Wow, so as you asked that question, the light came on. If that's a male called George, can you turn it off for me? And it's gone off. Well, that's pretty freaky. <laughs> There's definitely a response coming from the light. Um, it likes the end. George, did you work here? Oh, so come on. A strong response yeah. to that turn question. turn that off, please? George, if you've got a moustache... There we go, the lights come back on again. Wow. Fellow moustache wearer, couldn't it? Yeah. So it's not boy George, we know this. Could you touch one of the boys in the room? John or Mike? Above the waist. I am married. On the hand. Could you just touch one of their hands for me? It felt very cold all of a sudden. Like a breeze, a very cold breeze just coming across my right-hand arm. Is it you that just touched John? Made him feel cold? It's flashing on. That's the light coming on there. And again, I feel cold, but Mike, you haven't felt any sort of cold air at all around you? No, not at the moment, no. Okay. Just trying to think of rational explanations for things. Yeah. I don't feel concerned about anything. If there is something in here, then I don't think it's got a problem with any of us. It's a lot lighter up here. It doesn't feel like it. It's not light. such a heavy atmosphere as it was earlier. I mean, if that is a spirit, it's sort of one I'd like to hang out with, probably. Yeah. More of a Casper. I remember you saying before, Leanne, when you're trying to talk to the other side, they may not necessarily be English-speaking, they may be foreign, they may be from another country, they may have different accents. Yeah. Oh, oh, there comes the oh. light. That's exceptionally okay. bright now. The torch is on very bright. Brightest I've seen it. Is there a foreign spirit? I sound like Nigel Farage then. I didn't mean that in a nasty way. I've got to know. Mm -hmm. What about Korean Wales? Ask them in like a North Walian accent. Korean accent. Has anybody uh, got uh, energy to turn a light on uh, from the torch? Oh, that's fantastic. So, the North Wales accent in there, so that was really good. Uh, that's nope. really good. I was very excited by the light. Uh, I had a friend who had the torch. Could you make the light work again? You either think you're an idiot or they're like North Wales. Wow, that's it, you know. Uh, that's nope. really good. 
So there was a North Wailing reaction there. There was. Troisman African. African. Here we go. My name is Robert. Uh, I was wondering if you could turn on the torch for me. That would be very helpful, my friend. If you could put on the torch. Thank you very much. Yeah. Come on, Robert. No, nothing from Robert. What other accents could we try? Try and talk in a West Country accent. Okay, if there's something there in the room now, if you can hear me proper, make the torch flash. Oh, that was proper Bedminster. That was good, that. Proper sound. I don't believe it or nothing. I mean, you're good at accents, let's be honest. Like you said, there's two things you're good at accents and swimming. Quite good at swimming, Mike. I never got further than the 10 metre badge. That's a bloody big badge, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Massive. Make a pair of trousers out of it. It was all fun and games in the lounge, but our next stop was the cellar, and I was curious to know if the murderous tales I'd heard from the landlord would have an effect on Mike. But right now, it's it's not a very fun place to be. No, it's freezing cold, and the steps are really it's cold. And when we get down to the main part of the cellar, um, does anybody feel anything in particularly different about this cellar? There is definitely something down here, because my cold, head just feels like it's crawling. It's not lit. No, it's not knits, no. But that's what it feels like. It's like oh, when yeah. you've got, yeah. I never had them because I used to keep my hair clean. They like, only like clean hair, they well, don't they like dirty like hair. hair. So there you go. So I've never seen people have said that with people whose kids had knits. What about worms? Where do you stand on that? Don't eat sugar. If you eat a spoonful of sugar, you will get worms. Mm. Yeah, that's right. All these things are true. Great facts, but nothing to do with the fact that we're in a cellar now. It's, it's probably around about one o'clock in the morning, I think. It's gone one though, isn't it? So we've definitely done a few hours. We've heard some really interesting things going on. Any spirits out by the stairs or any other part of the cellar, if you'd like to come forward, please? We mean you no harm. Yeah, that's the best accent I've ever heard. You're really good at making that West Country accent. Aren't you? I am, I'm pretty good. I love that accent. As time went on, nothing much seemed to happen in the cellar, but the longer we spent in its cold darkness, the more terrifying nothing became. Strangely, the room with the least activity was affecting me the most. Obviously, with the knowledge I was given by the landlord, I just feel sort of quite creeped out about being in here. It's not particularly comfortable at all. I mean, are you feeling anything, Mike? This is perfect situation to feel scared, right? With cold, yeah. dark, we're talking in hushed tones. You've heard stories, I've, um, there's all the elements in place to make it frightening, and it is pretty frightening though. Yeah. Is, something, is there something more than that? A couple of days ago I'd have said no, and now I will say I don't know. When we began this journey, Mike, we were on a sunny beach, and two things happened. One of them was you said you firmly didn't believe in ghosts. And Correct. Was, I made a bet with you for, was it, was it four, four pounds fifty? Four pounds, don't put the extra fifty bill. I feel at this point in the evening, I should be going home with four pounds in, in my pocket. Uh, I disagree with you, John. I'm happy to split that with you. Two pounds each, I'll roll over to the next challenge. I, I want to leave now. Okay, let's get out of here. Right. Right, Johnny. Well. Back in the boat. Um, Mike's on. We've travelled a long journey, Mike. Must be a long, that was a long night. I feel... Rain you look it white as a sheet. Yeah, I feel it's nice of me because you're it. such a, a plonker usually. Today to see you genuinely terrified in that cellar mm. was a source of great sucker to me. Well, it's, it's nice to bring pleasure to an overweight simpleton. Um, <laughs> you know, so I'm glad I could do something for you. Um, it's been a really, a really great evening. I think mm. it's, it's reinforced things that I already believed in already. Are we going to spend the night with the Hanbury Arms? I, I think in my heightened state of terror, I'm not happy now. No. Um, I love what I've seen, but the idea of sharing my room with some sort of ghost woman who's going to maybe fly up my nose and take over my mind overnight, I'm sorry, I'm not. I'm not. 
as much as I don't believe in ghosts, I, I really don't want to spend the night here in case I, uh, you know, see a ghost. Yeah. Let's make tracks. Yeah, let's go. More unexplained mysteries to be unexplained. <sighs> let's journey deep into the night, my brother. The Unexplainers is a Zipline Creative production for BBC Radio Wales. The, the Unexplainers. Extra! Check out our website, theunexplainers.com. Follow us on Twitter, at The Unexplainers. Find us on Facebook, or check out our videos on YouTube. The Unexplainers, explaining most things that are unexplainable. Apart from that horrible bit of skin in between your toes, I'm not going anywhere near that. Right, John, let's do a trailer, come on. Okay, here we go. The demon seed is happening. It's now, it's here. It's about to open your mind to a whole new world of paranormal existence, mysteries, intrigue. Yeah. Well, it's just that. It's, it's yeah. things that, you know, it's you talking about things that can't be explained. Yeah. And then me, me explaining them. Unlike any other show that's been done, especially mm. between the two of us ever. Oh, um, yeah, nothing like anything we've done previously. If you want to waste half an hour, then just just, just click the link that will take you to this thing. And it, and it might be longer than that. Yeah. And, it might be shorter than that. Yeah. It'll, be, it'll be around that, that length of time. I've got it. I've got it. Go on. I haven't got much on. Listen to the demon seed. Yeah. And that's it. That's Walk it. in the dog. Listen, listen to the, demon, to the seed. demon seed. And we can do it together. Yeah, yeah. So. Walk in the dog. Listen, listen to, to the demon seed. Listen to the demon seed. Washing up. There we go. Listen, listen to the to demon, the demon seed. seed. Paint in the wall. Listen to, listen to the demon seed. seed. Um, I, haven't got, I don't know many people. Listen, to, listen the to the demon seed. seed. Um, um, don't don't like mixing. I want to stay in tonight. Listen to the listen demon, to the demon seed. seed. Um, um, you've been no, kicked uh, off by your missus because she yeah. found out you've been fiddling with next door. Uh, you live sleeping the in the car. Yeah. Listen, listen to the demon, to the demon seed. Um, uh, had a power cut and I haven't got anything to do. Listen. But your yeah. ear. But still work because your phone yeah. was charged up. Yes. Listen yes. to the demon Listen seed. Listen to the demon seed. Um, car broken down on the side of a motorway. Listen. L no, no, no. Be careful with that. Okay. Because you've got to be aware of traffic and stuff. Oh, like how that. about this? How about this? Car broken down on the side of the motorway. Safely gone behind the barrier on the hard shoulder, away from the car, and called the authorities. And then. Listen. Listen to the demon to seed. The demon seed. Yeah. That is a good Cross, trailer. Crossing the road. Don't listen to the demon Press seed. Pause. Yeah. Cross Get the road the safely. Side. Yeah, get to the other side. And Go then... the pavement again. Listen to the demon seed. demon seed, yeah. Um, what other things are Go there? on an hour-long walk. Listen to the demon listen seed. But then the last sort of 15 minutes plus... Just listen just to bird song. To nature. Listen to, yeah, just listen to bird song. You miss out a lot sometimes by, by having headphones on. You miss out yeah. a lot. Worried about being asked for spare change by homeless people? Listen to the demon seed. Listen to the demon seed. Listen to the demon seed, yeah. Or pretend, uh, just, just pretend listen to the demon seed. Yeah, classic. On a train, uh, looking out the window. Yeah. Listen to the... In, in a quiet carriage, make sure it's very quiet. Yeah. You don't want none of this... Although we haven't got any drummer bass in the demon seat. No, we can, I can get some in. I'm working on a track at the moment, actually. Well, so. I don't, because it'll... Yeah, think of that's that. true. Might ruin it. The trains in it. Okay. All right, well, I think we've given them a good... A pretty pretty good roundup of what to... How to use it? Well, usually reset a punchy fifteen seconds, so that that's, that should nail it. That's right in there. That is top of the charts. That was, that was perfect. Well done. Brilliant. 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 Thanks, Reese. No problem. Producer Reese, there. I like the way the standards are so low. That was. If you if you producer Reese, you know, listen to the demon seat. You'll have to because he's doing the edit. Yeah.